So thank y'all for uh, checking out the sixth episode of Bench Points Podcast, uh, powered by Sport Talk. Um, I am f- here with Joseph, Joseph Cobb again. No. Um, yeah, go ahead. Hello, uh, Joe, uh, high school kid again. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I should know you by now. Yeah, this is what the, the third appearance. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for um for catching us, and uh, we can hop right into it. So. Basically, um, with um, OKC, they did a trade with the Hawks to get rid of Melo's contract. Hawks just completed the buyout. And once he cleared waivers, he is expected to sign with Houston. What are your thoughts with <laughs> with with Melo joining Houston? Kind of how does he mess with the roster and how far do you think Houston gets? Well, you said that it was more of a negative uh, Melo being added to your roster. I, I happen to think it's definitely a positive for the, for the Rockets. Um, you think they're better than last year? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, defensively, no, because it, uh, a reason was that's that, that's a huge loss. Um, but I think adding Melo, uh, like. I don't see it as a net negative because his I think he he's gonna take he's gonna accept a lesser role. Uh, I I I think this this time around because uh, I don't know like it it, it it's a different atmosphere like with, I think the three point shooting is more fits his play style, and I think like that the, the twenty seven consecutive missed threes I don't think that happens with Melo. Or I, I I think I think I think he's a better three pointer than uh, Trevor Reza. He is. So I think that will make this this offense that was already high powered, I think that much better. So he is offensively he's better than Ariza and and Bahamute. Yeah. So Adam Mello, of course, you don't get better defensively. He averaged sixteen a year as being a third option. Um. Now he didn't fully embrace his third option role last year, yeah. but I mean. He did have some good games. He had some some bad games. Yeah. So, I think that Melo, I don't think it makes Houston better, given the fact that they already are a high-powered offense. Mm-hmm. Like, you already have Chris Paul, and you have Harden, and you have Capella, which is a good, it's a good little trio. I mean, it's good It's good to have a prolific score like Melo on your team, mm-hmm. but locker room-wise, defensively-wise, Offensive flow wide, like they play like they play like this, yeah. like they play up and down. Melo is more catch the ball, yeah. give you a couple of jab steps. Let me iso for 10, 15 seconds of the shot clock. I agree with that. I think that he slows up the offense. I don't think the, I think when he's on the floor, I don't think the offense is going to be as potent as we think it's going to be. Okay. I think the offense is going to be better, meaning that people are going to have to play more honest defense. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, like some teams would when Ariza's in the game. They'll kind of give a little, get a little bit of sag and try to give extra help. You got to play more honest now, yeah. and it also just with the, you still have Eric Gordon on the team. Yeah. So like the offense is already, I think the offense is already great, mm-hmm. and Melo of course brings more to it, but I don't think it, I don't, I think it does more harm than it is good. You said uh, harm. You mean you said locker room? Locker room wise, defensively wise, because. You don't think one thing we saw with Houston last year is that they played defense. Yeah. They played good defense. They were a top five defensive yeah. unit team. They lost two of, two of their best perimeter defenders. 
Yeah. You still have P.J. Tucker out there. I would start P.J. Tucker and have Melo come off the bench. Yeah. But that's not going to happen. Yeah. And that's and plus, you think about it. I say locker room because Melo and Mike D'Antoni, um, Coach D'Antoni already had their issue in New York anyway. Mm-hmm. Are you going to tell me that they're just going to be okay with coming back? Melo's going to be okay with taking direction from a coach that he basically well, ran out of New York. In his defense, it was or for for this time around, in its in his defense, it is a completely different system. I think um, being faster offensively, or I I I, I think Dantoni will give him to uh, play with more effort defensively. I I, I think because uh, you you see James Harden, someone who you just you really didn't see give effort before he was under Dantoni under Scott Brooks. Yeah. And now, like last year, like there was, there's still a lot of memes about him, uh, about his poor defensive work rate. But I still like he was much better this year, and that's why like it, it made them that much better versus the Warriors. And like I think, I think, uh, Melo will, will have that extra de- defensive effort. But like no, but definitely not up to Trevor Trevor Reese's level. I think no nowhere near that. But still, I think. Um... So matchup wise, so yeah. we're talk about the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Matchup wise, where do you have Melo in the mix? Who is he guarding? Well, because it's either he's going to be guarding KD. I have I'll I have him on Clay. Have him on Clay. Yes. Okay. So then, who is Harden and CP three guarding? So Harden. So you're saying Harden is going to have to guard? Oh, that's tough. That's right. tough. <laughs> matchup wise, it's. It doesn't put him in the best position. That's what I say. It does more harm than good. Like, regular season-wise, I don't think there's going to be that big of a drop-off. Yeah. But when you talk about the margin of victories mm-hmm. and the way that they play, and they're going to have to work harder throughout the season yeah. for chemistry, defensively-wise, I think they're still going to be a top one or two seed in the in the West regardless. Yeah. But I just don't see it really meshing together like, like how some people think it's going to mesh together. Yeah. But if it works out, it works, mm-hmm. and that's great. And like also, like you said, he's going to be able to knock down more shots. Yeah. They're not going to miss twenty-seven consecutive threes in the playoffs yeah. Yeah. with Melo on the team. I don't think so. <laughs> and even if that, even if threes, Melo, he has a a very consistent, in my opinion, mid-range shot. Yeah, and that's where he, I think, he's most deadly and most effective. Well, well, the Rocket system. They, I don't think they take any. Right now, they like, don't. Yeah, like Chris Paul takes them. But that's only when Chris Paul gets yeah, hot, yeah. and they're just like, you know what, do what you gotta do. Yeah, I. So that doesn't fit either. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that, that that doesn't fit. I don't think he's the most perfect fit for Houston. But then again, I don't think he's the most. I don't think he really fits perfectly with anything, yeah. anybody. And um, I heard this. I don't know where I heard it, but I think Melo's career is going to end a lot like how AI's career ended, where it's going to be you're bouncing from team to team at the end of your career. Yeah. And you can be a productive option. Like, you still have the yeah. talent to be in the league, but because of your mental is not team-oriented mm-hmm. and you're still in the mindset that you're still an MVP caliber yeah. type of player, yeah. it's going to cut your – you're just going to cut your year short. He still played a long time. Mel, oh, AI, what what age did he – Mel, AI was like 33. Okay, okay. Because he, he played for Detroit and he played for Memphis. Yeah. So he had stints in there, and he could have played. And when he – he never – AI never averaged under 15 points a game. Yeah. When he was playing with Detroit and Memphis, he still was getting 16 a game. Mm-hmm. But it's just the fact that he didn't want to be a bench player. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how Melo's going to end. Yeah. I think his career, like, he's going to be, like, Melo's a prolific scorer. He, mm-hmm. If he wants to, he can play another five years. Mm-hmm. But I think 
just with execs and, and GMs, I don't think they're going to really want to take the chance on him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I know sometimes players evolve. Sometimes it, it takes – it hits players later than others. Yeah. But we'll see. But, yeah. So, moving on from Melo, um, another Western Conference team outside of Houston, um, the Warriors. I'm sorry, the, the Lakers. <laughs> so, the Lakers did – they – of course, made the probably the biggest free agency splash yeah. begin LeBron. Yeah. But after that, a lot of people are questioning the move that they made after LeBron. So they added Rondo. They added Michael Beasley. Yeah. They added Lance Stevenson. They added JaVale McGee. Yeah. You still have Alonzo. Yeah. You still have the LeBron ball. <laughs> how do you think that message in the locker room? Do you think it's a problem for Luke Walton or kind of how you, how do you feel about that? The the The... I hear a lot of main media sources like like uh, I hear Colin Coward even though like if you're a real NBA fan you you know yeah, you know you, yeah, Coward, yeah. yeah like people think think that they're, they're like a top three team. This team isn't much better, if not better at all, than the Cavaliers team was last year. I I I think. I they have more defense than that that Cavaliers team. Yes, but this a second option. I like come come playoff time. Let's see. They're gonna. Get, I predict them to see like they get like a four seed, five seed. I think a four or five seed is fair. But let me ask you this: Would you rather have Kevin Love last year with us alongside LeBron with poor poor defense? With poor defense, or or would you rather have Ingram at, Ingram and Kuzma? I rather. I, I I'll take Love, bro. You rather take Love? I'll take Love, bro. Wow. Yeah. I I I I it, I. You need a, a a legit second option, I think, to get to get through this West. This West is, this is a fight. This is a mission. Get oh, no one said they're gonna win the West. No, 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 no. I'm like, like to, to even make people are predicting them to make the conference finals or like, or like, take the worst like six games, something like that. They're they're not, they're they're that ain't it. Like the the, the team isn't there yet. Okay, I and, and we can agree that yeah. the, the team is definitely not. It's, and and you know right. the thing is it's just weird to see LeBron move to a team that doesn't have a second player set up instantly. It, it, that was just, that was kind of strange. Well, I think this is a this is a coach year for LeBron. This yeah. is one of those yeah. years where it's like, all right, let's see how this goes. Yeah. I'm gonna enjoy the LA lifestyle. Next year we're gonna rev it up and we're gonna merely make these splashes. Yeah, that, and that's we're just, gonna, I'm gonna be on Magic Johnson and we're gonna make sure something happens. That's just weird though to see LeBron do that because like. I don't know. With, with other, with both his other uh, pregnancy decisions, he had a second and third option lined up. Yeah, but it 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 seems it's it's weird to see a thirty three year old LeBron look more long term than short term. That just seems kind of backwards. Well, I mean, the way LeBron is progressed and his durability, yeah, like LeBron yeah, okay. has the he okay. has the yeah. ability to do so. It's ridiculous to think about like he could he he could play like this until like he's like thirty seven ish, like thirty six. Like it's like I I think he look he could legit play this way yeah. and be a high a highly effective player until like. It's, but you it's also got to think it's LeBron though. Yeah. Like with LeBron, yeah, they're going to compete yeah. in the West. Yeah, like there's. So like They're, I understand that they don't have a solidified MVP candidate or All Star caliber second option yeah, right now. Any, I understand that. Any All Stars. But they have a well balanced young core. They they're gonna play defense. Yes. They have Rondo. They have Lonzo. They have Carwell um, Pope. Pope. 
they have defensive pieces. It's just, I don't, like, there is, like, 10 guys on that team that can get minutes this year. Yeah. And I don't know who's going to miss out on them. Someone's going to be the odd man yeah. out. Yeah. Because you have, you have JaVale McGee, who's probably going to be the starting center. Yeah. Then you have Ingram, Kuzma, Lonzo, Rondo, Beasley, Stevenson, KCP. Then you got the rookie, Mo Wagner, who looked, who looked really good in Summer League. Mm-hmm. And you got Josh Hart, who was the Summer League MVP. That's 10 players right there. Yeah. That's all that they can all earn. They can all get minutes. They can legitimately all be. How good was uh, Zubak last year? Zubak was. And did you mention jo- Josh Hart? I did. Okay, okay. Um, Zubak was, he's just Zubak. He's just, okay. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he's, I, mean, I tried to find something positive. I mean, he's a body. He's a body. I guess he can give you 10 hard minutes when Javel and Wagner are on the bench. Okay. Um, uh, they're, they're bigs right now. The bigs are, are definitely not, it's not cutting Dumpster it. fire, bro. It's, it's not cutting it. Or not a dump, I don't, I don't say dumpster fire, but. It's not going to cut it right now. Yeah, but it, I like. I like what they're doing on the wing. Yeah, the wings. The, the wings are really good. I, I, it's just the the point guard situation is going to be kind of tough because, because like, Lon, I don't. They're both not scoring point guards. Yeah, I don't like Lonzo's not like he, he's he's a he's a really smart player. He's really smart, but I don't see him being that effective off the ball. Because like I, yeah. I I see I see LeBron taking it up the court most of the time. Okay, but you got to think about it like this. Rondo and Lonzo need the ball to kind of be them. Mm-hmm. I don't think LeBron will co-sign on signing Rondo if he didn't plan on letting the point like he has to let the point guard bring the ball to the floor. Okay. If if he if he didn't want that, then he would have just picked up a scoring a scoring guard. Okay. okay. I think that he's going to. I think he's going. I think he's still going to take the ball to the court. Of mm-hmm. course, that's LeBron. Yeah. But I think he's going to give. He's going to allow the point guard to kind of be a general. Okay. I, I, I hope he does. Because yeah. if he does, then there's no point to have Alonzo and Rondo on the team. Yeah. There's no point. Yeah. But we'll see. I, I How do you think Luke Walton handles it? Because there's going to be a lot of drama. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of storylines, yeah. you know, surrounding the team. I would, the I would, he did handle LeVar well last year. I I think he did. Um, yeah. I think he'll be fine. Um, yeah, I think he I think he's a real players coach, I think. Um yeah, the thing about Luke is he's young. Yeah. So that, like, yeah, I think that, that that's what... the players that are like over thirty have played against Luke before. Yeah, yeah. So it's like LeBron is looking at Luke like, bro, you were a scrub. You were a scrub <laughs> on the Lakers. Like your dad is cold. Like your dad's a legend. I respect him, but I'm better than you and your dad. So what can you tell me? Rondo's like, dude, I got a ring. You don't got one. Well, you don't got you don't got one. Coaching, yeah. yeah, and I and I was on that with Rick Carlisle. I was still on that with Derek, with Doc mm-hmm. Rivers. I was on that with legendary coaches. Mm-hmm. You're not a legendary coach. Mm-hmm. Michael Beasley's just trying to get shots up. Yeah, yeah. Javale McGee is Javale McGee. Yeah. So I don't I I think I don't know if he's gonna like lose the locker room, but I think that this this could go really wrong. It could go really bad. Uh, but with LeBron, I think LeBron. With his leadership, I think he could study it if it does go bad. Uh, so you think he's gonna do like a bunch of like a, a bunch of team bonding chemistry things to try to get them all together? At worst, yeah. At worst, he's gonna 
he's he's gonna like drag that team to like a seven seed you, at worst. LeBron, I think we kind of overestimate his leadership quality because, yeah, he does a lot of leadership stuff like that, but he also says cryptic stuff to the media. Yeah, he he's not shy about like downing his his teammates. Yeah. And oh, what did, what did he ever down his teammate? Like, not he won't call him out by name. Yeah. But he'll around trade deadline. We need playmakers. Yeah. I need Yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. Like, I need veteran players. Yeah. And, like, so okay. he won't specifically say, like, oh, J.R. Smith is trash. Yeah. Or give me a better center. Yeah. Or Kevin Love is not cutting it right yeah. now. He yeah. won't say it like that, yeah. but he'll do stuff like yeah. that. And I don't know if that'll be the case. I mean, it sounds like from what Maz Johnson is saying that they have a real clear, concise, you know, plan for what they're going to do moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, And I like that. I kind of wish I had insight on that so I yeah. can kind of, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's, it's I, I mean, I'm happy for the Lakers, you know, getting LeBron. Mm-hmm. But I, I think this year is going to be kind of a throwaway year. It's not going to be a throwaway. I mean, they're going to be back in the playoffs. Yeah. But it's just I wish that, yeah, like you said, I wish we would have got a, a second option. Yeah. But I think now is going to be the time where I think Ingram has to, has to make his spot. Yeah, because Kyle Kuzma came in and did what Ingram was supposed to do his rookie year. Yeah, and Ingram just like he is on an incline, yes, yeah. but he's not he's not developing fast enough. Yeah, and I, I, I to me personally, I still wish they would have kept D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, I would have I would have kept Julius Randle. Ingram to me, I think they're very high on Ingram. I don't know why they've always been super high on Ingram. Like I, I get that he could be like the Wiggins effect, the Wiggins or the KD like prototype, but we haven't seen it. And I think that we put we put too much into potential. Potential really is just a cute word for saying I you ain't did it yet. Yeah, I see the light in you, but you haven't done it yeah. yet. Yeah, and how like it's interesting to see how much we reward potential off a little yeah. body length. Yeah, and what you did in college, like. Yeah. It's time for him to step up. He's supposed to be the second option. Yeah. Like, he's supposed to be that second option. I, and I wish we would have kept Julius because Julius was a dog. Yeah. And in that second half of the year, he sh- he showed why. And you guys do need big men. Yes. That, yeah. And it hurts. But hopefully, and that's why I was kind of confused, especially with the with the Michael Beasley signing. Yeah. Because Beasley, yes, he can play the four, but it's like, can we get another center? Mm-hmm. Can, we still, can we get someone that's back to the basket? Like... I don't, I don't know, but I'm glad they didn't get Greg Monroe. But I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't want Greg Monroe. But yeah, and then um, I guess lastly here, um, so your Celtics they re-signed Marcus Smart. He got yeah. his deal. Yeah. He was, after all his little pouting and stuff. I wouldn't say he was pouting. He was. He felt disrespected. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, it it is hard to value someone that with his unique skill set. Uh Unique skill set. That's a beautiful way of saying you just you play really hard. You play really hard. <laughs> and you're good at playing hard and flopping. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he makes an impact on the court, but it's. I think I he, see that I see what the Celtics were kind of doing, kind of waiting and now seeing what other teams offered them, so they can kind of go off of that. Yeah, no one. Because you don't want to be stuck overpaying them. So I I understand what they were doing. Yeah, but I still think he's overpaid, in my opinion. Really. I think twelve million a year is a lot for Marcus. What do you value someone of of his skill set? Because no, you haven't seen anything like him. And of 
I mean, there's always players that like players that like that, that, that play hard like that. But I you, mean, you can always find someone like that. You but, can always find a Patrick Beverly type. But it's really hard to see. He's so good defensively. He is good defensively, and he's so good off the ball. And like those offense, those offensive, it's just the little he stuff. Does hit the boards? Yeah, yes. and it's, he does the little stuff. It's the little stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's the little stuff that makes him really valuable. He's valuable, but and no, 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 no. And plus, no, plus they needed extra security. So like, if Kyrie were to get injured again, or if he were to leave next summer, you have Marcus Smart and Rozier. Never bring that up. So yeah. you literally have Rozier. Restricted free agent next summer. He is, but you're telling me that you'd rather keep Rozier. I mean, you would keep Smart over Rozier. You could, you could, you could keep both. So you would keep both and try to keep Kyrie <laughs> and still have to resign JB <laughs> and Tatum down the line and you have Horford. Like you can't keep everybody. The team right now is constructed is great, but if you're looking um, at it moving forward, Marcus Smart, I would pass them. I would be like Terry, you can come get this deal. Yeah. Because eventually Terry's going to be a starting point guard yeah. in the league somewhere. Yeah. I would say let's keep Terry, Marcus. Love you, bro. But if you don't want to take more than, uh, if you want more than seven million a year, you gotta go. I I was gonna say trade Rozier before Smart. Um, yeah, Rozier Rozier get a lot of trade bait. Um, I think Smart's more of a sure thing. Like you know what you're getting. Rozier is is kind of iffy. Like he has his games. Like the like. Like in um, after Kyrie got injured, Rozier yeah, was yeah. nice. Yeah. But then like some some games in the in the Cleveland series, he he didn't he he, didn't. he wasn't like Brad Stevens went to like a seven man rotation to end the season, and he looked on play like Larkin looked like a better option off the bench than him like over ten from three. Like I'm, I'm I'm yes I am bitter off that that game seven <laughs> that that was. I mean, but you gotta be honest though, like. The team, like, first off, you, the thing I like about the Celtics is what they did last year in the playoffs. They let Marcus Smart too, shoot too many outside shots. Yeah. Yeah. They, he shot way too many outside shots. And that's what I also was going to bring up about Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart thinks he's a scorer. He, <laughs> like, he thinks deep down inside he's a scorer. He still thinks he's in his high school days and his Oklahoma State <laughs> days and that he's just going to bully people and get buckets. Yeah. That's not going to happen, bro. No one respects your jumper. <laughs> Nobody respects the man's jumper. I respect what he does. Everything else except for scoring. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, dude. And then, like, he's just a, I think he's just a liability offensively. Like, yes, he brings so much to the table defensively mm-hmm. on scrap and hustle plays. But I'm not paying you $12 million. You, know, how you much, can't shoot a three. How much are, 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 you, are you paying him? Seven. <laughs> seven million a year at the most. You get seven million, bro. I can go get I can go get Patrick Beverly. I can go get Justin Winslow for that. They're... That I know they're not. They don't have the impact that Smart had he, with the Celtics. But you got to also think that Smart probably had a lot of what Smart success has to do was is with Brad Stevens yep. in that system. Yep. I can go get Justice Winslow. He can thrive within the system. Yep. Jay Crowder thrive within the system. Avery Bradley thrive within the system. I'm pretty sure I can get Patrick Beverly, and he can thrive within the system. Yep. Like that, I think Marcus Smart, even though he's really good at what he does and his role, his role can be replaced. Yep. It's not like you're looking for a 25 point per game score. Yeah. Like you, you can't. You're not going to replace. It's it's harder to replace yeah. Kyrie, and Gordon Hayward and them. But I, I think this was. I think like it was half because of his ability, and I think I think it was half because of, of this security long term. Because I I think I think Danny is, 
I think okay. <laughs> I think that Danny is um he's 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 really worried about Kyrie leaving, and uh, no, it's a, it's a real possibility. Because like if you're willing to leave that Cleveland situation, then like this Boston, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think that I mean Boston, I think Boston would be still straight without Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah. Because you got to think about it. Last year we didn't even get to see him with Gordon. Mm-hmm. So you replay, you can get your that Kyrie twenty three game. You can get that out of Gordon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shuffle everybody down. Mm-hmm. You can start JB. Ooh, you can start JB Hayward what? and try Tatum at the four. Yeah. Try a small ball lineup. No, Tatum Tatum works at, at the four. Defensively, like against the bigger guys, it's kind of iffy, but it it works. It works. Okay, so who's gonna be the odd man odd man out this year? It's looking like JB. Uh, because you have well, no, no. To start the year, I believe JB is going to be starting. Gordon Hayward is going to be on the bench to, to start the year. What? As it, yes, he's Gordon's Gordon's not not there. Yet. He's not healthy yet. Dude. The man's the man's leg made made a L. Dude, uh, if, the, if Gordon is healthy enough to play, he's going to start. There's certain players in the league. I ain't rushing him back. I'm not Okay, he, don't rush him back then. But when he's playing, when he, as soon as he gets active, when they say when they send out that notification no, that Gordon Hayward yeah, yeah, playing yeah. and he's available tonight, he's gonna start. That would be like the start of the season the start of the season round round has started. Uh once let, let, let's say it's uh it's uh Jan- it's New Year's. Uh the New Year's lineup is definitely gonna be uh uh Kyrie Gordon uh Exactly. It's weird. It's weird because you, you. I don't want to play Tatum at the two. JB has to play the two or the three. You have, or you can start because Gordon is going to play the three regardless. Wait, I, I think I, they're. I think they're just going to start all, all three. Uh, JB, Dude. JB at the at the two. That's tough defensively against some teams. Because who? Uh, who, who? Who in the East? This Tatum. Oh, in the East. Oh, okay. Well, I, I and then it. and then versus the Warriors, it's not boogie boogie is tough. Or you Al, you got to put Al there. And then the four be KD. And Tatum is long enough to at least kind of stand a chance against KD, but it's not going to really work. I mean, KD's on guard. They're, they're, regardless, they're, KD's on games. They're, yeah, they're probably going to put Morris on them. Yeah. Gonna, they're, they're, oh, I forgot about. Yeah. Oh yeah, actually, I think I would start Morris at the four. I would, no, he was cancer offensively. He that is. man, no, I, I, he is. But you gotta think about it. No, Who else? <laughs> they have no fours. They have Al Horford, Baines, that y'all. Oh, they have Robert yeah, Williams. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, they just drafted Robert Williams. You never know. I'm, but I don't. When, I don't like the idea of starting JB, Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, and Tatum all together at the same time. Uh, I like a lineup, but starting all four of them is is tough and. If you had to take one off the bench, I'm 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 bringing JB off the bench. bench yeah. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of extensions that they're gonna need to do. Yeah. Uh, they got to make something happen now, and then unfortunately the Warriors are trade for AD. Make it happen, Denny. Make it happen. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna end off on that note. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you for for being on the sixth episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was. You know, brought to you live. We got, uh, well, not really live, but um, <laughs> Best Point Podcast powered by Sport Talk. Um, catch the the link on iTunes. It's going to be on SoundCloud. Also, check out my, my blog. I'll put that link in the description as well. Uh, but thank y'all for listening. And until uh, next time.
Blazing like the player that you wanna be Flavor like your baby mama cup of tea You see the company I'm keeping now Feeling like I'm dreaming, I keep feeling like I'm dreaming Don't come around if you don't be around I've been a man 